What's going on, Barrel Proof Podcast? It's your boy Bourbon T. We got BC uh, out of the house, but we got someone else hanging out with us tonight. Maduro Chocolate. And JK from Camtech. JK, Mr. Camtech. Welcome back to the Meat Palace, a.k.a. Bourbon Cave. I don't know, we got like six names for this place now, but it's all good. Bourbon Armoire. The Bardoir. Bardoir. We got so many words. Cool, cool. So we got uh we got some good stuff to talk about today. And uh just follow up. We've got some uh some great things coming up here uh with our podcast. We've got uh, a lot of stuff in the works. So as uh as you guys listen to the podcast as things roll out, we've got a lot of really great things uh in the works. We uh we don't even know day to day what actually comes to fruition, but looking out into the fall, we've got you know, Jay Henry, we've got Driftless Glenn. Dancing goat potentially to uh to go visit this the distilleries. But it's all Wisconsin stuff. And that's yes. what we're about. So we're Wisconsin. looking to do Wisconsin, Wisconsin distilleries, aka Wisconsin Wisco. bars, yep, Wisco everything. Shout so. out to Josh Trouston. Yeah, JC. And Dan Peterson. And, and Dan Peterson. Yeah. I wouldn't know MC or Mr. Camtech without that uh, Wisco Bourbon Club. So if you guys Man. haven't found them on Facebook, definitely reach out to them. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. Please reach out. Smash that bell. Definitely. Get those downloads. Hit, um, that, sus- hit that subscribe button. It, it helps out. I think our revenue stream is a whole, like, $1.25 right now. So that's pretty cool. I don't care about that money, no. man. Nope. We just want to make sure we get good information out to people. Yeah. No, we – I – man – it, I I didn't ever think that this would ever be be a thing, so I'm still humbled that I was invited to come on with uh with you and BC and MC and now Bourbon T. So it's a it's a great thing. Back in the day when I worked down in Walworth County, I drove an hour down there and I would literally talk to myself and do my own little video vlog. Um, so that it's it's Tyler coming at you live from my Ram 1500. That's literally what I said because I would just talk to myself. I don't know. I kind of look at it back at it, and it's probably a little crazy, but um, it now is a, a is a is a great chance for us to chat, and it really has sparked up the ability to us to uh, engage our our viewers as well as engage conversation with with our friends here. So definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, Ooh, that's a good America. Yeah, it was. I did one too. Yeah. Um, you know, we appreciate you guys following and listening. The Barrel Proof Army. AKA slash value listeners. I call it value listeners, but Vico Leon says BPA for uh barrel proof army. You know, um, we appreciate you guys listening and we're going to get into this show. Yeah. So I, uh, MC and I have been talking about doing a, uh, a tasting slash drink podcast for a little while. And, um, I, I really adhere to it because we've got a lot of folks that are seasoned bourbon drinkers, connoisseurs, cigar connoisseurs, um, and then we also have those novices. Uh, we've got people at Bourbon Sunday that come in every single week, and this is their first exposure, their first experience into bourbon. And I can vividly remember multiple different weeks as these people come in, we're gentle to them. You know, We want them to share and enjoy bourbon as much as we do. So we start them out on a little bit lower proof bourbon. They go, oh, this is gasoline, and it's a 90 proof Buffalo Trace, or it's a store pick or whatever. 
uh, little Knob Creek uh, store pick, whatever, you know, whatever we've got is that lower proof little entry level. So that little baby bourbon that we got playing around. But now <clears throat> I've even seen members, friends, bourbon brothers and sisters within that Sunday, uh, Sunday at Yulee's Bourbon Sunday. They, uh, they're, they're, they're graduating. They're hopping into something, you know, plus 100 proof, getting it even into the 120 proof. 130. But 130, you know, getting them goosebumps going on. But it's a it's cool. It's humbling because it's not just what we say or what we do, but it's that inviting environment just to come in and enjoy a stick and some bourbon on a Sunday with with friends and I'll even call them family. I one hundred percent, you know. You said I'm your little bro, MC, you're definitely my big bro. Um confide in you and in different talks and we literally talk just about every single day about podcast, about private life, about public life, you know, just where everybody's at so you know with that what's what's going on what do you what are you uh what are you excited for this uh middle to end of summer here going on i mean i'm ex- i'm excited about everything that's happening i mean we're we are doing a lot of things we're doing a lot of on location uh events you know the big thing we got coming up is the august 6th live podcast that we're gonna do at um great lakes distillery with master distiller uh nate Nate Dog, I call him. Uh, that's going to be huge. Um, you know, we're, we're looking to have about, we said 30, but I think it's going to end up being 40. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, you know, the other on-location things that we're going to do. We got... Where can they find uh, information on that? You can find that information on our Barrel Proof Facebook page. There is an event for it. Uh, click the event. You know, tickets will be. Uh, I'm gonna be printing tickets over probably the weekend, something like that. Um, and those we, tickets are free. We just want to get an RSVP. Right. We just, this we is just our, need RSVP. It is our free. chance to reach out and get free. out there for sure. No yeah. charge. It is free. Um, there will be there will be samples to be given out through Great Lakes. Um, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be an awesome time. I'm excited. We get 40, 40 listeners are 40 more listeners than we, we had before. So it's a, it's a cool, cool outreach. Um, of all the different groups I'm a part of, this is kind of that first exposure into actually like that live event that we're going to do a recording as well as, uh, I have not been to great lakes and shoot probably five or six years, but they're doing a lot of really cool stuff. They, uh, last time I was there, they had a pot still and they had just installed a column still. Yes, as they're doing their vo- their vodkas and their gins and yes, everything. Yes, they did. I I I looked at it firsthand where I was right there where I was actually able to touch that. So you know when I did when I did the tour, um, you know I I heard all about that. I heard all about that. They yeah. got a they got a pot still uh uh as well, along with the column that you were talking about. So they're doing doing what they need to do. You know, and I've been a fan of Great Lakes Distillery probably for five, six years. Um, I did an event for our cigar group, the Good Time Gang Cigar Club, where we had a party where we skipped work. We all skipped work. We call it Hook Day. Hook. Sounds fun. Where we play hooky from work. And we had an event downtown on Water Street, and we had... um. I can't remember his name, but I I would know him if I see him. He came down and he brought uh, Great Lakes Distillery, set it up for us. 
and you sampled it. Yeah, they got a lot of really cool stuff going on. Um, with any distillery, a lot of people don't realize this. You get into to early distillery, it takes uh, at least two years for a distillate to maturate and grow to what bourbon is. You say so, two, mine right. is four. Yeah, so so at least two years. But what does a distillery do in between that time? They're sitting on millions dollars, millions of dollars worth of stock. Um. That that's just sitting there aging. So for a new distillery to get into this game, it's incredibly expensive. So what easier way to gain some revenue um, to start distilling neutral grain spirits like vodka? You add some juniper berries and some other. I'm gonna call it bullshit because I'm not a big vodka or a big gin fan. But oh, I love gin. You uh you build that you build that that profile out. You got a vodka. You got a gin. You can even get get into rum. Rum doesn't have to age very long. And you're you're into a to a portfolio that you've got a revenue generating stream with vodka and gin, and then you've got your your distillate, your maturation, your barrels sitting there. And in, in the happy. words of Fred Minnick, vodka, vodka sucks. sucks. Yeah, yeah. vodka totally sucks. Agree. But the other thing they do too is they're sourcing bourbon and trying to hit a flavor profile 100%. that they really like. What's the biggest one that we've been to? Down in Kentucky, Bardstown Bourbon Company, sourcing from Midwest Grain Products in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, MGP. Uh, origin, series, origin Series that they're now is their own distillate. They're doing but, but, some really but, great things but hold going on. Wait on, a minute so. now. Wait a minute. I, I get where you're going. So when we went there, what, two years ago is when we went? Yep. yep. They were already working on that. Origin series. Oh, that yeah. origin series. They had, or, been, they had been working for three on there for by then or yeah. something like that. Five years ago, they started that origin. And, and that origin series is is out of control with, with the white label and the bow and the bottom black label. Yep. And both good stuff. You know, I've heard rumors about a single barrel barrel proof. For Bardstown? For Bardstown. I need Origins. That. I need that. I'm not saying who. But someone we know I need to talk to is Steve. considering it. Need, I need to talk to Steve. Steve Forrester. Steve Forrester. Nope, no, Steve Forrester. Steve Forrester won't know that. No, no not Steve. <laughs> the, uh, the Steve from Mr. Steve Nally. Yes. Nally, Mr. Yes. Steve Nally. Bartown. There we Steve go. Yes. Guys. Need, That's the guy I, we I need, need to talk, talk to. Steve. Steve always told me when he's like, whenever you're down there, hit me up. You know, and, and um, if I'm there, I'll 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 come talk to you. Him and his wife are fantastic people. Oh my God! Wonderful both, people. Both in the uh, Bourbon Hall of Fame. Bourbon yeah. Hall of Fame, yeah. Cool. Both of them. You know, so, shout out to them. I mean, they 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 started with Maker's Mark, and 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 they they've progressively moved their way up. Yeah, Wyoming whiskey got that going. Created a really successful brand, and um, now they're a BBC probably. Probably pre-retirement stage. I mean, he could have easily probably retired years ago, but I think he enjoys the game too much. I think I I don't disagree whatsoever. That's that's very much a a viable situation there. <clears throat> so we've got a uh, we're missing BC today. Uh, he couldn't be here, but you know we got to keep this podcast going and rolling. And uh, we got some really yeah we got some really great topics. No, I'm not going to say consistency. I'm going to say bourbon consistency. Yeah, I'm starting a new word. We got to keep the consistency. Leave it to the, the teacher. Bourbon, bourbon tainment, bourbon, bourbon entertainment. 
bourbon tame. Bur- so, so you got bourbon entertainment, and I got bourbon. Bourbon. So we'll say bourbon persistency. Whiskey city. Whiskey. You know, I, I, <laughs> you know what? You know, I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something, J.K. That that name that you just said. I went to. Because you know I'm a part of Wisco. We all are. Yep. We're part of Wisco. And Wisco, they do their events, you know, which is so I we're, we're out we're out in the county when we do our when we do the Wisco events. We're New Berlin. We're 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 out there, you know. And I had told Josh, and I'm like, you need the inner city. And one of the things I came up a name I came up with for the inner city part of Wisco would be Wisk City. So Wisk City. Wisk City. Wisk City. For whiskey. Instead of saying whiskey, it's Wisk City. Yeah. Bourbon Club. And, you know, I thought about, you know, pulling it off and we're talking, you know, I'm, I'm again. I'm just a guy who loves to, who loves to drink the great American spirit, yep. you know. And I don't. If I did that, I wouldn't want to take away anything from anybody else. But I got people in the city who come to me all the time. They're like Maduro. We're not. We're not. We're not going out there to New Berlin. We're not going to Brookfield. We're not going out there. We want something in the city. And me and me and Josh, we've had this conversation. I told Josh, and as as I know, he's a avid listener of the show. Like, and he Josh, heard you. You and I, we got to sit down. We got to get this going. Yep. You know, he did that one at Ward's House of Prime in Milwaukee. That was a fantastic event. I heard about that. Was that. A Blant- that was a Blanton's. It was a Blanton's event, event. But Brian Ward, I mean, he rolled out the red carpet. He he brought in his. Uh, one of his chefs that started his own company. I I hope it's, I think it's Jack's barbecue. Um, They're running a ghost kitchen out of point burger bar in Pewaukee, but they've got a place that went in. Uh, what's the old mall in Milwaukee? That's now uh, grand Avenue Southridge grand Avenue. grand Avenue. I think where grand Avenue was. I think he's got a, uh, he's got a joint there he's now. Got a spot. Jack's Jack's barbecue. And it, his his family recipe, Alabama white sauce with that yeah. smoked chicken is just to die for. Good stuff. But he put together, he brought his family recipes in into this, um, and I think his family's from Mississippi. And you know, they, they put this together, and that dinner fantastic. went off pretty well. And then they could, you guys could buy like pounds of oh, pulled pork, and they gave Wisco members who showed up there twenty percent off. Yeah. Just come in and yep. just buy it by the pound. And you yeah, could buy it by the good. pound that night. Take ribs home. I mean, he he went all out. Yeah, no, it's it's great exposure for four restaurants. I mean, Ward's House of Prime. It's not an institution in Milwaukee like the Five O'clock Steakhouse or. I think it um, is. It's. it's it, on, I think it should be. Yeah, it's, it's on my. And, I, I, it's on my list to give to Ward. If okay. anybody has never been to Ward's, never been. I there. still think he has the number one bourbon collection in the state. Really, the guy has got. He's allocated bottles up the ass, and Major you know, he's, he's got a pretty he's got a pretty good uh, he's got a pretty good bourbon club going out over there as well. Where when you join the club, 
where some places are giving you like an Elijah Craig if you join a club. He's giving you a Booker's. He's what, you know. What, what, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> How you, come I didn't know about you? You tripped someone's trigger right here. Yeah, right. Oh. He did not show up Jeez. to that event. No, I had to work. I know yeah. you had to work. And that, that was a really sad thing because I think you guys went to the old Forrester event the night before. Yep. And the old Forrester rep came to Ward's House of Prime for that dinner. I'm telling you, though, you got to get in there, talk to Brian Ward. You could probably do a podcast there, but he's you join his bourbon club and he's like, he's got like a bunch of bottles that you could choose from. And one of them, I think, is a Booker's. So you sign up for a hundred and some dollar, hundred and twenty five, and you you get a Booker's. I would say yeah. he he's he does have a hell of a collection, and his his uh his menu, his bourbon menu is incredible. Um, I do know many many people that have gone there and enjoyed an incredible meal. So, um, yeah, like iconic. So like you see Jake's Steakhouse, you see you know five o'clock Steakhouse, you see five o'clock Club, um, you know Butler Inn in Pewaukee, like is definitely a, a iconic. Moe's, Moe's Steakhouse. So shout you, out to Moe's. I usually go to Moe's once a month. Well, yeah. that's right next door to Yuli's. Yes. Yeah. And yep. I've held held a couple of Christmas parties for Camtech over there. Yep. Upstairs. Well, it's it's awesome. You're upstairs. It's snowing outside. And, and, it's just and, and, oh, awesome. No, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No, no, Do no. It. You, you can't un, not you know. Unwritten rule. You got an unwritten rule for upstairs. Oh, yeah, that is right. Yeah. You can. Unwritten, unwritten rule. But my employees don't. <laughs> if anyone's good. wondering, we're talking about cigars. I, I want to come work for you. If I could change that. <laughs> well, I mean, EDM's got to have a pretty clean area, so people burning sticks in the middle of the production floor, that'd probably be a little bit of a challenge there. I've got, I've got one smoker on, on the premises, and, yep, he's got to go and burn his stick when he's out uh, on his lunch break. I'm, I joke about that because I used to have coworkers that were smokers, and it feels like every hour they got a 15-minute break. And yeah. uh, that's a whole other can of worms I'm not even going to go down because no. we You know, on my lunch do as, that. as an educator, you know, depending on you know, what was going on, I would smoke a cigar on my lunch break, but I would have to go across. Yeah, they make you yeah. leave the premises. Yeah, and, and sit in the lawn chair and smoke my cigar. So... As I entered here, uh, we're talking about uh, drinks. So we're talking about bourbon. We're talking about, you know, what what is our initial story? What's our initial plan here for uh, for that that novice of bourbon? So, bourbon Sunday. We've got some new people coming in, new people enjoying or looking to enjoy bourbon as a new spirit, or maybe they've had uh, like my venture. I was into a, a bourbon barrel aged stouts and porters and that dragon milk stout. You know, love them. That's where super I awesome. As you get in that craft distillery, craft breweries, um, especially craft breweries, they get into these really fancy beers, six, seven, eight, twelve percent alcohol. I leave that after two beers just bloated and full because that 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 beer was just you know super filling. So I ventured out. I was like, oh, I really enjoyed the aging process of that beer. Let's go ahead and actually taste that spirit and enjoy that spirit. So. That's where uh, that's where I d- jumped into uh, into bourbon. So I had a couple bottles, you know, started drinking them, and like MC story, you know, I, I bought bottles just to drink them. Didn't really have a collection, and um, you know, that's shit. Probably ten years ago now. So, what was the first bottle that really got you hooked? Honestly, Henry McKenna ten year. That was a uh, that was kind of I'm not going to call it a unicorn bottle because that's not as as high profile of a bottle 
but but it's still hard at to a, find at a hundred proof bottled in bond not really knowing that um that cool you know it's a cool handle cool bottle um you know really really great flavors i have had friends that say they absolutely adore it and then i've had friends that say well that's a single barrel i've had i've had bottles that are trash so um the ones that i've picked up i've ultimately had a really great experience with and that was kind of that first enter into having more than maybe five or six bottles of bourbon in the in the cabinet at a time uh, but my entry shit my 30th or 28th birthday party we went out um down to louisville down down to kentucky we hopped into uh to bullet the old was that's that's not the stitzel weller uh that's the old uh 28 he's just a kid yeah man <laughs> i mean that was a, that was a while back but um old fitzgerald distillery that's where uh bullet is aged old really old fitz there's an old fitz silo that that's on the property really um, not heaven hill it's just mm-mm. nope it's a it's the I don't want to misspeak, so we're gonna have Mister Fact Checker go go figure that yeah, out I here. Have but, to figure it out um, after this fact. <clears throat> and this is, you know, this is late, so we're uh, we're uh, we're enjoying our our couple pours here and getting you guys some more information. But Barstown uh, um, Bullet had a single barrel barrel strength offering. It was a black label, and I was able to find another one uh, just a little bit ago. But a, uh, I thought that was bottled and bond. It was a black label Bullet. Bullet. Oh. Bullet. Yeah. It was a like hundred and twenty proof have, fish, something I've like that. It. Yeah. I've seen it. But that was that first exposure. Like you go to liquor barn down in Louisville and they have two aisles completely stacked of bourbon. You go down a little bit farther, they've got an complete aisle of rye. And they got they got a they got a, a, a section of their rare stuff too. Yep. And you can go taste there. And that was a that was another great experience. The Right by the airport, there's a liquor barn, and their tasting area was way smaller. Um, Josh Charleston, we went just a couple miles down the road, and it was more of a strip mall, and it actually very, very much assimilated to a a total wine. They have um, all of the bottles you could ever try. Um, They have Eagle Rare, Blanton's, they had BTAC, they had their store picks, they had Town Branch, they had just about anything you wanted to try at a very, very discounted rate. And you could go to the front of the store and buy a you know, charcuterie board, cheese and sausage, whatever you want. Take that charcuterie board back to the bar, and you could drink all afternoon there for a pretty reasonable price. Um, and it it was a kind of awkward because you're in a store, and the attendants are having to walk around and serve customers, and then they come back to you and serve uh, serve you your your pours of bourbon. But that is that's the that's the exact same thing as Bourbon Sunday to me. You know, you go to Bourbon Sunday, you bring a bottle, you have a pour, and then there may be 20 other bottles on the rack, on the table, and you have really, really wanted to try whatever bourbon is out there. And, you know, it's an expensive bottle. You're able to have a pour of it and say, yep, I absolutely am on the hunt for that now. Or, yep. you know, thanks for the pour, but I, th- I think I might, might move on to something else. Here you go. So, but, you know, how do we taste that? What's our first process? What is, what is our What's our goal here? As we're tasting a spirit, you know, we're looking at 100 proof. We're looking at 90 proof. That's, you know, that's a pretty heavy pour when we go and graduate from, 20, you know, 12% or 6 proof beer. I mean, so it, it, dep- it depends on who you are and what you like in, in, in my case because I know 
I am a big fan of 120. 120 plus. 130, you got me. 130, I take a sip. It catches me. I get goosebumps. And I know I'm like, yeah, this is this is good shit. Yeah, but you didn't start out drinking 120, right? No, I didn't. Right. So I was a Jack guy. I was a Jack Daniels guy before I got into bourbon. I used to run with a group of boys. One of my best friends, who was my best man when I got married, Mario Rodriguez. Uh, we were Jack. We called ourselves Jack Boys because we were huge Jack Daniels fans, and we were, we was always drinking Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, no matter what. We always had a bottle of it, and then I just kind of gravitated from there. We started finding other stuff when because some people will say Jack Daniels is not a bourbon because it's out of Tennessee. It's a Tennessee whiskey, but Jack Daniels has a bonded bottle at 100 proof. That so to me, even though they say it's a Jack Daniels Tennessee, that's a that's a bourbon to me. It's bonded. It it is been uh, supervised by the federal government. I mean, but are they are they using a new barrel? Because that's that's the difference. I think that's why Jack Daniels isn't. Is considered a whiskey rather than a bourbon. I think I so I'm glad you say that, J.K. I think it's something that they dealt they they did because it separates them from Kentucky. It does, and you know, I'm not knocking on Jack Daniels. I, you know, I I think I was like everyone else when you start drinking. You know, for me in college, Jack Daniels. Yeah, All day. You got to also talk about the Lincoln County process of that mellowing process, that three to five days filtration. You know, they they trickle through that 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 sugar maple um, mellowed mellowing process, as they call it. So that Lincoln County process differentiates that normal bourbon from from that from that Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. Hmm. You know, in all reality, uh, when we were at Bourbon's Bistro. Took a picture of that label in the bathroom, actually, and that was one of the challenges that I saw because they had charcoal filtered on a Kentucky straight bourbon. Yep. Which you kind of go back and you look and you say, "All right, well, charcoal filtered is the kind of the redheaded stepchild as far as Jack Daniels, and it's isn't Jack Daniels Brown and Foreman, so it's a win anyways with Old Forester and the other other brands that Jack Daniels is a part of. But they, uh, you know, they they are working for, um, you know getting their brand out, and they're, they they have a great product. Uh, we spoke about it last podcast, their distillery, their distiller select, their offerings. They've got pecan wood finish. They've got or the pecan wood finish. They've got, what are the ones that you have, Joe? Oh, it's a pecan finished, and I think it's just a toasted rye. Toasted rye. Um, there's like four or five of those offerings. Oh, there's more than that. Um, that they they put out yeah. two every, every so often. For Jack Daniels? For Jack Daniels. Yeah, it's all distillery select stuff. You know how we go into Peerless, and every time we go to Peerless, there's something new. It's the same thing with yep. Jack Daniels. So that 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 proves the the big players are still doing very similar things to what you know even the small players are doing. They've got to experiment. Now they have this distillate that's actually really good, but they don't have a ton of it. So now they have this as a limited release, limited offering. Now they're able to roll that out and be able to have a really good uh good sale day. Hey, this is something super special. And it's sixty bucks for a three seventy five versus. I, th- I think it's forty five. Whatever you know, whatever. Forty five, but you know, 
Otherwise, you get screwed like me, who thought there were 750s and spent 90 on them each. Yeah. You know, and, and Jack Daniels has been doing a lot of big things. You know, they, they, they came out, they had the Bonded, the uh, Triple Mash, and... Oh, that's good. There's another one that they came out with, I want to say about a year or two ago, they had three different bottles came out with. Um, the Triple Mash is, you, you, you can't, it's hard to find. Uh, the bonded, I'm seeing a lot of that. And they had another one, and I think I had, I can't think of it right now. But did you also have a ten year and a twelve year? And that ten year and twelve year, we were all together for that. That twelve year slaps, Absolutely. slaps. Yeah, I like I like the uh, the the twelve year way better than the ten year. It slaps. I was like, wow, like this is a phenomenal spirit to taste you know so you know you've got some other ones like i noticed in 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 the back of the uh bourbon armoire that you got there you got an eric church um coy hill is good as well yeah uh coy hill if you could find it it's very tasty um it is what it is what it is so you know shout out to jack daniels they are doing their thing they've they've been in the game for a long time they have longevity and notoriety. So, you know, they've I I have nothing bad to say about Jack because I used to be a Jack boy and being a Jack boy, I, you know, hit with my brothers and I have a Jack Daniels bandana in my back pocket. Well, there's another bottle of contention, the Sinatra blend too. That there's is a lot good. of people that absolutely absolutely love it. Follow the follow the legacy of, of Jack Daniels and Frank Sinatra. Um, you know, it's a good bottle. I, I bought a bottle. I see it I over your right shoulder. People. I see my my the the, the box oh, up above. Up there, yeah, I see um, it over your left shoulder. The, and the, the bottle's behind me, but the box is up front. Yeah, but you know that's another one. I mean, you get limited releases. You get those bourbon hunters out there. You get the novice bourbon hunters, and you go and you search so hard for that 2022 release of X, Y, or Z, and then you fail to realize that there's next year. So, and, and there's and, another and you release. You know what? I want to touch on what you just said because you said novice. There's levels yeah. to this bourbon. Oh yeah, for sure. You have your 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 pro, your enthusiast, your mid range, and your lower level uh, bourbon collector. And you may say, "Well, why are you saying that?" Because some people. Again, you have to pay to play, and some people won't won't pay a certain amount for bottles because they 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 may they it may they may be on a budget, they may be on an income budget. You know, um, I'm like ball till you ball till you fall when it comes to this bourbon shit. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's so much out there to look for. You you just got you, you just have to know what you're looking for. You gotta know what you're looking for. We talked about honey holes and me stopping at every uh liquor store that I see when I'm out driving around because I know when I go on that I, I go in that store, they're gonna have nine times out of ten, they're gonna have something that I'm looking for. Or I can add to my collection. What would you say? Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Uh building the relationships with those with those small town liquor stores 
um, it's a cost benefit to them. So they put that bottle, that that single bottle of allocated bourbon, let's call it a uh, about a Weller 107 or Weller 12 year, Weller single barrel, CYPB, whatever. They only get one of those bottles a year. The MSRP on that bottle is 60 to 80 bucks, but they're able to get 250 for it. Secondary. But that 250 on their side is someone is, is searching for that and searching for that so hard that their time is worth something. If that person wants to go and pay secondary prices from that local liquor store, that liquor store is able to make a little bit extra nut. Not saying that they're making extra profit. And you know, if you go into any liquor store, they've got to be making money. But they also have a tremendous amount of inventory on the rack. So if they can sell that bottle for three or four times the MSRP price, they're ultimately, you know, that's paying their mortgage, that's paying their electric, that's paying their insurance. So I, I don't judge liquor stores. If I want to judge liquor stores, I'm going to choose not to buy from them. If I see that bottle, that museum price, as we all joke about, and we go to a liquor store that's a museum, there's literally dust on the bottles because they want 80 bucks for a Buffalo Trace or you know $150 for Eagle Rare, which is just nauseating for me to even say. Yeah, that. I, I, but I $8,000 for a Tornado Survivor. Yeah, you know, the, the, there's so many hard-to-find bourbons at so ridiculous prices that you just step back and it's like, yeah, no. It, it didn't. You, yeah, didn't you have TV shows that are driving up the prices of the bourbon? Yellowstone, Mad Men, uh, Justified. Justified was a great show of mine that I would watch. They always talked about bourbon. John you know, Wick. John Wick. Ooh. Yes. And, and now you have the new version of Justified that takes place in Detroit. I'm like, yeah, there's no bourbon up there. But yet, I watched two episodes, and then in the second episode, I seen a bottle of Lantons get poured. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the Patrona tequila, man. Like, it's that fancy bottle. It's the marketing behind it. It's the desirability. Um, we've kind of beat that, beat that up pretty good um, over the past couple of podcasts because – it, it's out there and it's prevalent and you know everybody's heard of it at least once which isn't a bad thing it's just now you now everybody or, or or many many people are looking for that that blantons or that whatever bottle they're looking for and it, it turns into a obsession for that single bottle when you got john j bowman out of buffalo trace and a virginia finished or virginia aged of the same buffalo trace uh, mash bill for Blanton's, it, and it's good stuff. Well, like it's still a it, comparable it's, bottle. It's not it's still Buffalo great. Trace; it's Blanton's. It is a yeah. The Blanton, the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Trace Distillery. Um, Blant, you know, that's a Blanton's distillate that they ship into trucks, big semi trucks, and then they barrel and age it in Virginia. Right. So, yeah. I don't understand that, and I had this conversation with people all the time when they come into the, they come into where I work. I work for Total Wine. They come in and like, hey. Got any Blantons? How bad do you want it? That's why I tell my bad. How bad do you want it? And I show him the I show him the Isaac J. Bowman bottle. He's like, well, what's with this? And I I I give him I give him the uh, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the call here. <laughs> Yo, uh, we're we're in the, we're recording our second episode. Okay. 
So right. as we as we work forward, you know, we've got those special bottles. Where do we even where do we even start to say, hey, I, I want that special bottle? You know, we start tasting. The best thing you can do as you're going out to a, a, a nice dinner, we talked about wards, we talked about five o'clock steakhouse. You know, we go to some of these places and they're gonna have a wine menu. And they're now going to have a bourbon menu. They're going to have a whiskey offering. And you know what? So, and I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about that because yeah. I was somewhere and I mentioned it. One of the things is, is I love to go out. I love to go out. I love to patronize businesses that, that you know, that have bourbon and, and great food. But I don't like the prices. Yep. I don't like the prices. You know, in between... Excuse me. The three of us that are sitting here right now, we're sitting over probably 2,000 bottles between the three of us, if not more. I'm saying 2,000. We go out and we look at the prices of these these bourbons. It's like I could I could have bought this bottle but what you're charging me for a two-ounce pour. Yep. I have a problem with that. Some bottles. A lot of bottles. Yep. Not some, a lot. Yep. I uh, I don't mind paying a little bit extra to be able to try something that I wouldn't otherwise be able to try. Okay. And then that, that creates my baseline to say, hey, I need to go search for this bottle. Exactly. So that, that full circle turns into Bourbon Sunday. So we've got those 20 bottles, 15 bottles on the table. 40 at the moment. You know, yeah, we got, there's a, sometimes there's a lot of bottles and sometimes there's not a lot of bottles. But, you know, for me to go over and say, oh, man, I really was looking for that. You know, Redline, Redline Elements, that Amberana finished, you know, super good bottle. And now there, we've moved there's on another now. another one but, of that. Yep. Yeah, that's, yep. I've been wanting they, they you guys to keep one. an eye out for it. That yep. one is Mongolian oak finish. I have heard it is better than, than the, Amberana. the Amberana. So as, you, as you're able to say, oh, man, do I really want to spend 80 bucks MSRP on a bottle? And not know that I really like it, or I go to Bourbon Sunday, or I even go to a restaurant. I go to Ward's House of Prime, and they have that bottle sitting there. And even if it's a twelve or fifteen dollar pour, yeah, that's a third of the price of the bottle, or or a quarter of the price, or a fifth, or you know whatever that math looks like. We're not doing math here. Um, now now that says, all right, I love this pour. I need to go find a bottle. There so, you go. Yep. That, that's that's yep. how it works. That's yep. how it works. That's how it works because so, you've also been able to dodge a, a number of bottles. Oh, for sure. By trying it, and you're like, oh no. So there's probably not three, I'm, I'm three or four to one. I'm glad you yep. said that. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Wait, I'm glad you said that. Uh oh. We can't say it anymore. We can't say it. We'll, we'll call it bourbon justice. Bourbon, bourbon justice. justice. So instead of doom, calling doom. it bourbon, you're not going to say that. Word not gonna, you can't say it. We're just going to say we're calling this bourbon justice. So I had a pour today. It, it was a $16 pour for a two-ounce pour. It was, God, I can't like something. It, it was a bottle that I've never had before. I'm like, give me a two-ounce pour and give me a side of water. I'm drinking it, and I'm like, this is trash trash so $16 pour paid $21 the bartender got a $5 tip trash 
I, I'm going to go back to it and figure out what it was, but it, it started, the second word was, had a Z in it, like, it, it was trash. It was it was trash. I'm always looking for something to try. That's waffles or something? Say again? Is waffles or waffles? Something something like Some, that. It had a white label. Yeah. Trash. Like trash. old, old school label? Trash. It was trash. It was trash. I, I hated it with all my guts. Um, you know, I was sitting next to uh, um, my a homeboy Elijah the chef. You know, he was sampling some things. He actually joined a bourbon club. They had a bourbon club, and I'm like, nah, I'm like, I'm not, not feeling that. Yeah. Not. So when we taste bourbon, sometimes people taste gasoline. You know, early on, <laughs> people are man, this is. Every bourbon, every brown bottle that is in existence, I'm not into dark liquor because it tastes like gasoline. Straight gas. Straight gasoline. <laughs> My buddy calls it jet fuel. Yeah. You know, sometimes we get into rocket. We had a, an obtainium, 140 proof. And we were both we were both doing a little bit of a little bit of a deep breath. Um still super, super complex for a six what was that, sixteen year? Sixteen, that 16 no, year? ten. Ten. Ten year. So a uh, bottle shop at Grafton had a store pick, um, and and it was it was a great great experience. I'm glad I bought the bottle because it's something that's rocket fuel. So I think if uh, someone were to come come in here and thinking they're too high for their britches, that's a bottle I'm grabbing. I'm gonna knock them down a couple cho- uh, a couple <laughs> couple runs because um, that's that stuff is crazy. But um, as we get into uh, that is Uh-oh. that is straight. Bourbon justice. Bourbon justice. <laughs> that is right. We got bourbon privilege and we got bourbon justice. Um, but you know, we we go in. We're gonna go try try something new, try something different. We can only compare and contrast to something that we already know. So uh, the way I end up selecting and and trying new bourbons or trying something different is 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 classic. And Steve Nally brought it up when we were down in Lake Geneva. Is that process of tasting a bourbon. And, and frankly, just like wine tasting, there is a process. So that first step is wetting your whistle. So that first pour of the day should be a little bit lower proof bourbon. If it's a Buffalo Trace, Jack Daniels, white label for all that matters. You get your taste buds kind of energized for having that having that pour. As, and as you have that lower proof pour, it gets your, your taste buds going. You even pick up some of the complexities, even in Jim Beam White Label, uh, whether you like it or hate it. You know, we can go Maker's Mark, we can go whatever, whatever pour you want to go. Um, as you have that first little taste, as you have that first little, uh, first little wet your whistle, you end up going and and now you you're going to go ahead and, and get into that 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 bottle or that that pour that you're really interested in comparing and contra- contrasting. So let's call that uh, Stag Junior. Let's go 130 proof compared to 90 proof. It's it's not Stag Junior anymore. Or Stag, Stag. Yeah. Oh, I still got Stag Juniors here, but I finished um, my Stag Junior. Now I just got Stag. Yeah. So we get 28 proof. Yeah. So we get into that heavy pour. So 120 proof. First thing that we're gonna do, just like a wine tasting, we're gonna nose it. I like to nose it with my mouth open, kind of get my olfactory senses. It gets that bourbon down. I'm gonna take a nice constant sniff two or three inches away from the glass i'm not going to bury my nose in this glencairn it's this these glencairns um are, are a perfect shape to be able to nose nose a whiskey definitely so we, we we're able to kind of 
get that front end, get get some of these notes. Um, every bourbon has wood sugars, and those are toasted and charred. And when that maturation happens, when that charring hash happens, that aging happens, you're going to get those slightly vanilla flavors. Now, there's way more than just vanilla. You've got caramel. You've got burnt sugars. You've got butterscotch. You've got even a buttery type of flavor, even on vanilla? the nose. Vanilla, vanilla, dark, yep. dark fruit. Yep. And then as you are searching for what you're trying to search for, taste this in silence. Because if Tyler comes over here and says, hey, I smell jackfruit and Indonesian villa, vanilla and you know whatever. Andy's chocolate. Now, now. West side of the mountain range. Right? <laughs> now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to influence mc's palette because i just put some of these little i you know it's it's not even a it's not even a little tidbit it's now an anchor because now you're only searching for butterscotch and now you're smelling and that you're smelling only what i'm kind of saying so the challenge is you kind of knows it you kind of have to ignore everybody you kind of have to step yep. back and you say hey i'm, I'm gonna smell this just for me and i, I have to respect yep. everybody at the table whenever we do our tastings we're quiet um, after everybody gets a chance to, to say what they have to say, um, it's, it's after we've smelled and after we've interpreted, after we do that tasting. So, um, secondary, I'm not going to take a full swip I'm, or full sip. I'm going to take a little bump. I'm going to bump it against my lips. I'm going to get that on the front end of my tongue. That front end of my tongue is going to kind of filter back and you're just going to get a little bit of that distillate on your, on your tongue and on your palate. And you're going to be able to pick up on. There's going to be fruits, but what kind of fruit? What kind of fruit? We talked about the Willet uh, last week, or last last podcast. I smelled apple on the front end, and then I tasted more you mint. You actually say Granny Smith. Granny, Granny Smith. I, I said, yeah, I, said uh, I said Jolly Rancher apple because yeah. it was that yeah. really profound. And then the palate, as I took that bump and as I took that sip, I 100% had that spearmint flavor on there. So it wasn't grassy. It wasn't earthy. It wasn't peaty. I wasn't sucking on a rock or anything crazy like that, but it was it was a really enjoyable um, palate. After that, we're not going to take a sip. We're going to take a little bit of a sip. We're going to get that on the backside of our palate. We're going to feel the burn of that distillate, whether it be 100, 90 proof, 101, 131, whatever that proof is, we're going to feel that. The worst thing you can say is smooth, right? Because when people say smooth, I very much think that when someone says smooth, they don't know what they're trying to search for. They're not tasting anything. They're not tasting it. It's like, oh, it's smooth. Well, there's so many other flavors. There's so many complexities with that. So that A is lot. that novice versus, you know, journeyman versus, you know, seasoned. pro pro. Yep. Versus that seasoned. And everybody that's sitting here right now, we are seasoned. Yep. So we get that nice full pour. We're going to feel that slide down back of our throat, down into our, our bellies. We're going to get some nice warm feelings, right? I haven't got a major pause yet. I just said the back of our throat and sliding, and nobody said Well, that. I mean, that's on you. You're talking for you. <laughs> I'm thinking a little Nikki. Just let it slide down your throat hole. Pause. Major, there it is. Major. I, tell, I, tell, I mean, major pause. I've said it once or twice. Just take a deep breath and swallow. But you know. Major, major pause. Major. So you get that feeling. You get that warmth. That rocket fuel that we had, that 140 unobtainium, uh, man, that that was almost a, a freaking little hot pad in our in our gut. Man, that, that stayed there it's, for a it while. It sat there. It was. It's it was. Sat. Oh, it's sat. It sat there. 
And as us being pros, bros, that 140, I'm not going to say that was too much, but that was pushing the threshold. It still had good flavors on the front end. It still burned kind of all the way down. The finish was actually pleasant. It that, wasn't like I was dying, but it was it was still good. That bourbon that we tasted last Well, it's night. just whiskey. But well, whiskey, yeah. whatever. Because it was rebarreled. Yep. That is what you would have if you went to a steakhouse. And I know we talked about this. And one of my things is I talked about before the podcast is if I'm going to a steakhouse, there's different type of bourbons I'm going to have. I'm not going to have the same bourbon. I'm going to start off with something in the 90 proof of my appetizer, anywhere from 90 to 100. Once I get my entree, the steak, I want something 120 plus. 120 plus. After I eat my steak and I have one more pour. You're going to order fish at a steakhouse? No. <laughs> I, I want something yeah. between like a dessert bourbon. It would be like. 80 to 90. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Well, we talked, you know, we, we chatting about that. We haven't even entered into the finished bourbons. You know, not a huge, huge fan of wine finishes. But Neither am I. You've got that cognac, Armagnac. I'll drink that. Instantly think about the Bell Mead cognac, Madeira finish. You think about the Amberano. Joseph, I'm, Joseph, I'm taking a step Joseph, back. Joseph Magnus. Yeah. Take a step back. What I consider. It was my gateway bourbon or whiskey since it's finished yeah. is Angel's Envy. Sure. That port that port cask. But for me, that's that's what's Which one? The, 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 origi- the original the, the original. That was one I was crushing bottles of that at forty dollars a bottle. And I was that was my gateway. And then I started like, well, let me try something else. If I'm looking at that, the rye is ten grams. Oh my god, that is that is that's a dessert. If I'm at a, if I'm at a restaurant and I'm not looking for anything super fancy, but I want something good, I'm I'm looking for that that fancy bottle, that Angel Envy bottle. I'm looking for it. It's a great pour overall. Um, but at, yeah, you have that heavy steak. You want something heavy to back it up, and you're you're gonna have two ounces with a steak, or you're gonna have an ounce with a steak. Um, you're not gonna look for a dessert. So whether you're going home or you're you're gonna go back to the bar and and enjoy a. Maybe a maybe a cocktail, or you know maybe that that final bourbon. I'm I'm gonna go for a, a Bellefontaine, a La Flamme, a, a Madeira finished. A, you know, like I said, the Bellmead cognac. We've got Driftless Glen that's doing the same thing. Uh, Red uh, Red Cabin's a Cabernet finish. Red Cabin? No, that's, Red Cabin. No, that's that's the stand, central standard. Right. That's. But I think that's a, I think that's a baseline. They have, I don't think I don't think it's cabin, finished, finished it? in a wine. Yep. Is it really? Their cabin strength They're... is rebarreled. So that store pick from Wisco is a rebarreled. That cabin mm-hmm. strength is different. But the uh, the red cabin is finished in like a Cabernet cask or something. It's a wine finish. Is, uh, yep. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm the, I'm going to back down because yep. I thought that was yep. their that was their version of their small batch. Sure. Um, they do have it's a it is a small batch version, but it is finished in a wine. But it, you get those sweeter. I guess we're getting it. We get that sweeter complexity. We get that good, uh, that good finish. A little bit of a nightcap. Uh, you're sitting around a fire. You're 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 at someone's campground. You're at someone's cabin, uh, enjoying that little bit of a nightcap deal. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So Google machine. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm, I'm now uh, the Google machine is me cabeza. I, right? <laughs> I am now fact checking myself. 
So, but you know, the, the, the cool part is we talked about having three different bourbons for dinner. We didn't even get into cocktails and we're already at an hour. Um, I think getting into old fashions and Manhattans and everything is, is definitely going to be another podcast in the future, but the, the process. And I think this whole, this whole podcast is going to be of that process of tasting that bourbon. So that novice person getting into bourbon, go get something light. And the best bourbon that you have is the way you want to drink it. So if that is with an ice cube or mixing it with a cocktail or making it into a, a bourbon and Sprite or a bourbon Mountain Dew or whatever that looks like, make it the cocktail that you want to drink and try and, and, and enjoy and, and migrate there. So whether you start to drink that cocktail heavier and now you're getting into a double or if you're just going to enjoy you know, whatever, you're, whatever you're making, ice cubes are, are everybody's friends, right? Yes, if you yes, go if you go to a bourbon tasting and you don't see a little dropper of water and you can add a drop or two of water into that Glencairn, that tasting that you're doing is I'm going to call it invalid. So that that bourbon that bourbon tasting that bourbon experience whether you're at Kentucky a distillery in Kentucky or wherever they should have those droppers of water available to you even call me crazy even one drop of water in that bourbon is going to change the profile and it's going to change that profile pretty profoundly big time it's big it's actually time. incredible it um, is because i've actually um you know chick-fil-a has their ice pellets and there's a bottle that i had it, it was j jw kelly single barrel sure. yep that i had um, I had sampled it. Well, actually, I had the bottle. So I, I tasted it neat. And then I said, you know what? I want to see something. I'm, I took one ice, my second pour, I took one ice pellet, just one ice pellet, put it in there, and I watched. And I tell people, if you drop water or ice, you can just watch the bourbon open up. You can, you can watch it open up. You can watch it. A lot of people don't understand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you drop that in there and you could just see what the water does, whether it's a drop or, or a cube or ice pellet. It changes the complexity of the bourbon that you're drinking. And I tell you, when I was drinking that J.W. Kelly, had it neat, single barrel, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I said, Let me try something. Took one ice pellet, dropped it in there. Changed the whole complexity of that bourbon, turned it into a caramel bomb. So I first got into bourbon, and you can actually purchase Kentucky limestone water, and it's actually up in my cabinet. I have yet to open it up because it's it was delivered in a plastic bottle, and I think that's sacrilegious because I would expect it to be in a glass bottle, so it keeps that purity. Because glasses transporting stuff in glass is just going to be better than not but and now you're just storing it in plastic and now it's not going to be as great it might as well <laughs> might as well serve it to my dog now at this point but um <laughs> but that that concept is as a distillery as these cast strength 130 and 40 proof they're now cutting it with that limestone water it's iconic it's what jack daniels does it has that they have that spring right out of the right out of the limestone bluffs that they have right at Right in the Kentucky, or right in Tennessee, 
They um, which is interesting because I didn't think that they would have limestone in Tennessee. Yeah, it's still it's do. that same it's that same Blue Ridge Mountains. It's that same line um, all the way from Kentucky all the way through down, um, down all the way down south because because really Chattanooga, Tennessee, and 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 Jack Daniels Distillery is really not that far away. Chattanooga, um, it's not far away at all. Once you get to Nashville, that it's completely different over yep. in Nashville. So it's yep. So you have that bump. So, you know, going through this process one last time, you wet your whistle, get that bump, you get that initial flavor, you nose that you know, that bourbon, you get that florals, maybe you ha- you maybe you maybe you smell some florals. I will tell you a bourbon that you get floral that I get a polony floral palette is going to be any of the honey aged ryes. So Starlight uh, there's a there's a Nulu honey rye which is a which I think it's an MGP ninety five five rye that they they go and age in a in a honey cask finish it in a honey cask. It is not Jack honey or Jim Beam honey where they add the honey flavor and sugar. It is there there's a a polony floral component to that that they get from the honey and from the bees because there's really a really insignificant amount of honey that's left in those barrels after they rebarrel it so. Um, you get those complexities. So you're trying to search for those. You're trying to understand what better place to go smell cinnamon than your own spice cabinet or, you know, your baking spices, your nutmegs, your vanilla, your, you know, we don't have to say, I joked about it, Indonesian vanilla or Madagascar vanilla. Like if you're pulling that out, you're, you're, you're better than I am. (laughs) But (laughs) the, uh, the basic components as you build this, it's, it's really, it turns into a, an experience and that experience is what you make of it you drop that ice cube and you enjoy that bourbon with a big ice cube or a little ice cube or even cut it with a little bit more water so we've got ladies that are you know into irish whiskeys because they're a little bit smoother and you know they're a little bit flat frankly and when someone says smooth they don't know what they're trying to explain because they're not knowing exactly what they're experiencing so you're going to pick up you that vanilla, that you're going to pick up fruit, you're going to pick up, you know, florals, you're going to pick up earthy, grassy components. Um, do what you can to try to pick up those flavors and essentially their chemicals and explain that to the best of your ability. And if, if your friend right next to you says, no, I don't smell none of that, it's not that they're wrong, it's just their palate and their palate is experience different. is different than, than what mine is. is. Like a couple of weeks ago, when you guys hit me with the with the uh, Worcester Reserve uh, five month yeah. uh, stout, you know, I mean, when I first tasted it at Maddie's, shout out to Maddie. Um, we'll see you soon for the big backyard event. You know, um, he, he introduced me to that bottle, and the first thing I got when I tasted that bottle was chocolate. Not like my Woodford Reserve chocolate malted rye. But I got chocolate notes out of that. And I'm like, I got to have this bottle. And I ended up getting it. And it's a bottle that I have very distinctively taste. But you guys also gave it to me two episodes ago. And I, and I, I missed it. And I probably missed it. I, oh, I didn't miss it. I was, I just didn't name it. Yeah, there's I, a little coaching going on. But yeah. Ultimately, yeah. you 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 nailed you you got you got the components. You're, you, but you, you know it. that it's a great bottle, great bottle. Um, you know, the, again, depending on what you're doing, your your palate is going to change. And one of the things I learned from um, the Ashton rep years ago 
that he oh, he brings chocolate covered almonds that will change your palate. The cleanser, yep. It's the cleanser. It cleans your palate along with bourbon infused pecans that I make. That that will change your palate. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that would that would change your palate as well. Yep. You know, uh, I use these pizza. Me and me and Moose eat them up. I get yelled at by my daughter because it's got alcohol in it. Oh, he baked really it off. Him and cooked off, yeah. Baked it off. So, cool. Well, Mr. Camtech, you've been a little bit quiet here. Anything to add? Well, you know, you guys have covered a lot today in this podcast. And, you know, going back to the beginners, the novices, um, you know, just my my journey itself, you know, like I said, Angel's Envy was kind of a gateway. Um, someone had picked up a bottle of Breckenridge for me when it was twenty dollars a bottle. And Which one? The PX? No, the original Breckenridge, yeah. straight up. Um, that master distiller. I mean, they two years in a row. I think it ended up taking best, uh, best bourbon of you know bourbon of the year. He ended up going to Eagle Park here in Muskego, yep. um, you know, helping them get their theirs up and running before he went to some place in Illinois. But that Breckenridge. Went overnight went from twenty dollars a bottle to forty a bottle. So every I think in consumer beverage I can get it for about thirty two, thirty three. But that was another one that is a very it's an entry proof type of bourbon. Russell's Reserve Ten. Another one. If you want to get started in bourbon, those are the ones that start hitting. Yeah, you don't you don't have to spend no. I'm not gonna say you don't have to spend any money, but you don't have to spend you don't even have to spend fifty dollars a bottle. You can get into some really good offerings, sub fifty bottle, fifty dollar bottles, and and create a collection that that person that doesn't otherwise have bourbon, they'll be like, holy cow, like you got a lot of bottles. And a shout out to our our buddy Greg Schneider, the creator of Russell's Reserve Ten. Yep. I mean that guy, he hit it. He hit a home run. And he hit a home run with chicken. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. We cock from the but regular to we, the ride to the private cast. Double oak. oak we did it Claire, in the cock, though. Uh, you, you got the <laughs> Island the, Rooster. I, yes, Island Rooster. Yes, Cotton Club. Island Rooster. Cotton Club. You know. Yeah. Yep. You know. That, that's even our, look that's at that's our boy. Look yep. at Chicken Cock though. That's a that's a spendy bottle. That's seventy eighty dollars for their bourbon and their rye. For which um, for which one? The straight bourbon should be about fifty bucks. Yeah, their rye's like seventy. Rye yeah. ten bucks more. But then you start getting into that Island Rooster 400. Right. Yeah. The the Chanticleer, the Chanticleer, I'm telling you, that's what, 250 a bottle? Yeah, it's a, it's but a I, I, I wish. Cotton Club. When we were in Indiana, Indianapolis, we stopped at that Total Wine and I seen it for 150. I should have just grabbed the Chanticleer grabbed. because I've never seen Chanticleer that low. But unfortunately, I've already spent a fortune that day. Yeah, it's we, like, I didn't want to spend any more money. Man, we spent a mortgage payment that week. No, cotton, yeah. uh, chicken co- cotton club. That's that's good. Um, you know, shout out to Greg Snyder. Greg Snyder is a classic, classic man. I mean. Class act. Um, he, I mean, he is, he's a scientist. Yep. And when you talk to him and you listen to how he talks about how he got his start and what he does and his passion for making great bourbon. He could do a master class on just cutting wood for the barrels. I will always ha- I will always have chicken cock in my collection. Yeah, he's 
with him doing contract distilling at Bardstown Bourbon Company, and that Bardstown Bourbon Company, as Greg explained and even Steve Nally explained, is that that is the epicenter of bourbon. You know, yes. you get you get uh you get folks <clears throat> from Brown Foreman and Sazerac and and other other folks coming to a neutral ground to talk business and work through uh, their next big thing. It's happening at Bur- it's happening at BBC. State of the art facility, state of the art, state of the art. Um, it's it's it, it is still an art, absolutely an art, but it's computer aided art. Yeah. So they're making sure making sure that 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 still is working at a specific temperature to make sure that that brand that is currently distilling in in low wine and high wine and that whole process uh, all the way through barreling, they're making sure that that consistency is built and established and maintained through year to year um you know greg comments you know they lay down whatever 1500 barrels of their bourbon and 700 barrels of their rye or vice versa i don't remember that but they're you know 2500 barrels a year creates their stock for the year and they're laying down those barrels and and barstown bourbon company can't even offer them to go another 500 barrels because their schedules are so tight so that, that that to me is cool but it's also humbling because you've got a and it's science yeah, yeah you've got an awesome brand that you wish could expand but now they might have to outsource to a different distillery or they have to bump someone else so that distillery that distillate can be created so that bourbon can get down get laid down get aged and then get out to the consumer so it's it's a it, it it's amazing to me because we talk about this for literally hours and hours at a time we can just continue talking about it and it feels like it's common knowledge to us as us being the pros bros. And this is where I really enjoy sharing the knowledge that we've gained to the novice and to the beginner drinkers. And uh, we've had the pleasant experience to do multiple different um, different barrel picks and, and distillery and with master distillers and, and, and owners of organizations going into this bourbon environment, whether it be Kentucky, whether it be Wisconsin. We go in, we enjoy the time with that person, we relate. We also have really, really great marketing with that person because we're now going to go talk about it. So it's a, it's a really cool, um, really cool experience to uh, to to have those exclusive opportunities. And we want to share that with everybody here. Yes, we so, do. You know, we uh we want you guys to you know subscribe, hit that bell, um, get those downloads increased for us for Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm sure we're missing them. But we uh we really appreciate everybody read uh you know reading in and and listening in, whether your friend or uh, friend or foe, but whether your friend uh has heard about our podcast or not, and and they're they're in the bourbon game. We 100% want you know want people to come in and give us constructive criticism. We're doing a good job. We want to hear it. We're doing a bad job. We want to hear what we should be fixing because we want to improve this and build this to be something super successful and. You know, we're, yes, yes, we're, yes. we're 12 weeks in 14 weeks in um as as we grow three four six months you know, we're doing live events we're doing on-scene building and creating relationships with wisconsin-based companies wisconsin bars wisconsin cigar bars wisconsin distilleries up and down the lake michigan seaboard i'm sure we'll venture into chicago i'm sure we'll venture into the midwest but you know we got a lot of podcasts in ohio and kentucky we're kind of some of the first podcasts here in Wisconsin that talks about Wisconsin only stuff. We also have to bring in the motherland being Louisville, Kentucky and the Kentucky. So 
our native spirit. I love the stuff so much. I got 200 bottles sitting behind me, and uh, any one of them, people come over to my house and crack open and, and share that experience with that next person. So, Well, we appreciate that. Yeah. Gives me a reason to buy more bottles, too. So. You and me both. Yeah, man. Well, I think it's done. Anyway, final comments, last comments? No, I mean. Ready no. for bed, man. We didn't, do yeah. it. we didn't do it last podcast, but let's do a toast for hang, hang around. Oh, man. Heck, yeah. Let's do it. Anybody? Oh, you almost had a penalty pour <laughs> here. Oh, no, absolutely I'm not. sure we so, weren't empty. Absolutely not. So, hang, hang around. around. We still miss you, guy. We love you. We got some stuff coming your way. Help your uh, help your grandson along for some college. We're gonna get some bottle uh, bottle raffle and and uh, something going for him. But we uh we got some got some great stuff coming down the pipe. So keep in tune. Uh, this podcast a little bit of a shorty. Um, ironically, Not an really. hour and eight so, minutes I long. Think it, yeah, it, this it is a solid hour. hour hip hour and eight minutes here. So hour eight minutes. Um yeah, but you uh you keep them Glen Cairns full and them cigars lit. <laughs> and. You know, my famous line is, shops closed. Yo, it's your man's Maduro Chocolate Barrel Proof Podcast in the building. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Pandora. Make sure you keep your Glen Karens full because mine's always full and shops closed.